Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Winning is an everyday mindset, and we're here to help. I'm Craig Robinson. Join me and Coach John Calipari for Ways to Win. How do you play? How do you work when you're not at your best? Coach Cal and I'll share some wisdom from our time coaching, and we'll apply that wisdom to your off-court challenges. You gotta win every day. Find the Ways to Win podcast anywhere you listen. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. James Harden makes his debut as an L.A. Clipper to less than rave reviews. The Boston Celtics knocked from the ranks of the unbeaten with a loss, an overtime loss to the Minnesota Timberwolves. And we're basically two weeks into the NBA season, so we're going to discuss a slew of teams here on the latest edition of This League Uncut. Welcome to This League Uncut. In the world of 24-hour NBA news, this news you lose. Chris Haynes, it's go time. Mark Stein, it's showtime. Boom shakalaka. This league and cut is underway and on fire. This should be a good one. Welcome in, everyone, to the latest edition of This League Uncut. Mark Stein and Chris Haynes were recording on Monday night, a pretty wild Monday night in the NBA. No games Tuesday because of elections. So there was a lot on the schedule tonight, a lot of craziness on the schedule. The Indiana Pacers, fresh off giving up a buck 55 to the Boston Celtics, turn around and ring up 152 points of their own to rout Victor Wembanyama. And the Spurs, Joel Embiid, 48 points, almost, almost the second 50-point outing of the season. Philly rings up 146 on Washington with both Embiid and Maxi looking fantastic. The Lakers in Miami take a one-point loss. Anthony Davis comes away injured. Another Narrow victory for Miami. The Heat off to a sub-500 start in the wake of a trip to the finals. But when Miami does win, it's been a close one every time. Sacramento Kings, no De'Aaron Fox. 
and you can definitely tell two losses, back-to-back losses for the Kings in Houston. The Boston Celtics arriving in Minneapolis at 5-0, and but losing in overtime. Anthony Edwards takeover in OT. Minnesota has now beaten both Boston and Denver at home. The only loss for those two teams. But even after saying all that, let's face it, the focus on this Monday night was at Madison Square Garden, the debut of James Harden with his new team. The LA Clippers did not go smoothly. The Knicks, off to their own sub-500 start, pull away in the fourth quarter. And worse yet for the Clippers, a small team that's really relying on Zubach and Mason Plumley to provide their size and their rebounding, and Mason Plumley com- comes away with an injury. So rough debut for James Harden and the Clippers, and I think we look. You're, you don't want to jump to conclusions either way after just one game. Even if the Clippers had looked sensational, it would be dangerous and foolish to overreact to that. So we shouldn't overreact to a loss for these guys on the road when they're just coming together. But I think we did see very clearly there is a lot of work to do here. These are all guys who need the ball. And even if things go well, even if Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Russell Westbrook, and the newcomer, James Harden, even if the four of them find a smooth harmony quickly, this is going to be a small team that's trying to do it with a lot of offense. And all those guys, I mean, Russell Westbrook has never had trouble rebounding and Kawhi Leonard, when he's in the mood, can be a force on the boards, but they're all going to have to hit the boards um, because this is a small team and far from a traditional construction, Chris Haynes. Yeah, they were out-rebounded by the Knicks 48-31. to 31. And to your point about, re- you know, Paul George is a, is a good rebounder for his position. Russell Westbrook is exceptional rebounder for his position. James Harden's always been a guy who gets high rebound numbers. So um, on paper, it looks okay. But when you you start talking about the size of other teams, especially when they have traditional players at the power forward and center spot, uh, especially like the Knicks, Mitchell Robinson, Julius Randle, and you got long guys like uh, Barrett at the end, you know, don't Josh Hart, who's one of the best rebounders for his position in the, in the, in the league, they're going to have problems when they face traditional teams with size. So that's going to be the only issue. But as far as James Harden's debut, pretty good. You could tell he was trying to blend in. You could tell he's trying to defer. He was very efficient from the field. Um, on the offensive end, 6-9 from the field, 2-4 from 3. So um, – You know, I think there's a lot of positives that the Clippers can take, but definitely on a defensive end, that's going to be a concern and particularly on on the glass. So, you know, this is, you know, Plumlee situation. That's that's tough. We'll have to see what what comes of that. But, um, yeah, they really have no size, you know, in that reserve unit spot. 
Yeah, and when they made the trade, I mean, I, you know, I was more for it than against it. The price was obviously very high. Cynics are going to look at this trade and ask themselves, why are the Clippers giving up so much when there are no other bidders for James Harden? Do the Clippers did the Clippers really need to trade away at unprotected first and two pick swaps to bring in James Harden at this point? But I guess on one hand, I talked myself into it from the perspective of they've committed already so many trade assets to put the team together that they have that they're already all in. Had they held those picks back and not done this trade is what they would have kept. Would that have been enough to theoretically protect them from the ultimate demise of this group? And and let's face it, it, I, you know, I think they're going to have to stick with this team and stick with at least three of these stars going forward because they're going into this new arena and we know Steve Ballmer's not going to want to rebuild. So it actually has given leverage back to Kawhi Leonard and, and Paul George who possess player options for next season and James Harden who's going to be a full-on free agent in the summer. James Harden is not eligible to do a contract extension with his new team right now. But I, I you know, I think the Clippers are going to have to re-sign these guys I mean, they, they're not going to want to go into a new, new building starting over. But again, the West, you know, and again, I, I also, they kept Terrence Mann. They kept Norman Powell. So, I mean, they they achieved a lot of their goals in this trade. But, man, you look at the West and the Denver Nuggets, they just ooze continuity. And the Golden State Warriors, the same. And they've added Chris Paul, who has really lifted their bench unit. The, the Warriors are also very small. Very, very small. But they have so much continuity. And that's what the Clippers now have to catch up to. And, uh, you know, just comparing them to Denver, can they get there? How fast can they get there? I mean, they did get hardened very early. It basically, okay, he wasn't there for training camp, but they're basically getting hardened at the start of the season. But do they have enough time to really put a team together? And I say that as a Ty Lue fan. I mean, I don't think there's a better coach you could put in charge of this particular situation. But again, I, I you know, I think we saw enough tonight to say there are a lot of questions to be answered and Ty Lue has a lot of work to do. Yeah, for sure. We knew that from, from the get-go. You know, for the Clippers felt all offseason that they needed a point guard. They, Even though they re-signed Russell Westbrook, they tried everything that they could to get a, a starting caliber point guard. So walk with me a little bit. So if that's the case, Right. And you're talking about players that are probably going to be mainstays for the Clippers because they got that new arena coming in. Um, that's going to be that's going to open next season. And James Harden, Paul George have leverage, possibly a re-signing of James Harden, possibly. But where does that leave Russell Westbrook? And I'm not even talking about. Next season, 
What does that leave them for this season? If they were so adamant about trying to upgrade the point guard spot, they wanted Drew Holiday. They tried to get Malcolm Brogdon. Who else? It was some Damian Lillard. They tried to see if they could get in on that. It, it just feels like if somebody is going to end up leaving, this season seems like it's going to be Russ. Like he he would be made seem like he would be made available at some point. I don't have any concrete aggregators. Hear me. I don't have anything concrete on that. I don't know. But it's just the way that the Clippers have been going about their pursuit of a point guard, considering that they considering they just re-signed Russell Westbrook this summer. That like if I'm if I'm Russ, like I don't I don't know if I feel too comp comfortable with that, even though I know James Harden is a really good friend of his. So And I look, don't know. you know what the Clippers are gonna say. The Clippers are gonna say that when Russell Westbrook was re-signed, he was briefed on management's plans. He was told that hey, you you might be re-signing here and we might pull off a trade for James Harden in the future and bring James Harden back. Are you okay with that? And they, you know, they say that that Russ knew that was a possibility and blessed it. And, and like I said, I don't want, I do not want to jump to too many conclusions because I feel like we're, you know, I've been complaining about this for years. I know I said it on a recent pod with you and I just feel like because we are watching these games so closely there's a lot of excitement at the beginning of the season. Everybody has been waiting months to see their team. Like we just, we want to draw conclusions night to night. And you just cannot do that in the NBA in early November. You shouldn't do it. I know I'm people are just going to say Stein, you're, you're a traditionalist. You're an old head. You're stubborn. You're never going to change, but there's a reason why All that is true. And that, oh, is, that, yeah, that is true. But that I, is true. I, I agree with your point. But, this but it's an 82-game season, <laughs> and there is a value in waiting 20 games to really make evaluations. I mean, it it you cannot make you cannot make declarations after game five, six, and seven. It's it's just too soon. And I do not want to do that with the Clippers. And I'm gonna see the Clippers with my own eyes this week. They're in Dallas on Friday night when it's going to be the second night of your beloved in-season tournament and all these <laughs> crazy garish courts will be trotted back out because, again, no NBA games on the schedule Tuesday. The next in-season tournament night is Friday. I will be there at the AAC when the Clippers are in town. I can't wait to see it for myself. I'll have more you know, I, I can't wait to visit with Ty Lue and, and all the principals and kind of take their temperature myself. But um, based on initial evidence, you know, I think it's fair to say that, uh, th that much, much must be figured out. And uh, Ty Lue is not going to have... Uh, not going to have much time off in, in coming weeks. There's, there's he, He's got a lot to dig into. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel... It's worth the trip. 
That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Winning is an everyday mindset, and we're here to help. I'm Craig Robinson. Join me and Coach John Calipari for Ways to Win. How do you play? How do you work when you're not at your best? Coach Cal and I will share some wisdom from our time coaching, and we'll apply that wisdom to your off-court challenges. you got to win every day. Find the Ways to Win podcast anywhere you listen. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, and one thing I want to say I want about the Clippers and their situation and their lack of size depending on the severity of Plumlee's injury it is very important even for the Warriors to think down the road because Joker is a problem you need you need to have insurance just in case you have to go through him in the playoffs and you need to have a traditional big you know just like when Shaq was dominating um all these big men were dominating, and you knew that they were going to be there at the end. Teams had two, two bigs. Sometimes even had three bigs on the roster. Hey, the Lakers, you know, the Lakers have been at their best in these this early part of the season, and they've certainly had their struggles again, losing both in Orlando and Miami. But the Lakers have been at their best so far this season when you've had Anthony Davis and Christian Wood next to LeBron James. Yeah. So that's a pretty big, big uh, alignment. Yeah. Not for sure. And the Warriors, for whatever reason, they they chose to go in a different direction right now. And so, you know, it's still early, but you you definitely teams that are, are that are in contention, they definitely have to go into the playoffs with the mindset of how are they going to handle Joker? And if you don't have a a couple of quality bigs with with six fouls six fouls apiece, you probably won't have a shot. I am a system. So says James Harden. It's the kind of thing that I, I would have expected Chris Haynes to say at a podcast meeting. <laughs> I am. I am, I am the system. No, nah, I can't get away with that. I definitely can't get away with that. I wasn't surprised. He said that though. Well, like I said, I can't, I can't wait to see these guys for myself and they will be in my city soon. Let's shift to another game that was, Pretty fascinating tonight. I was I was really psyched for this one, and and this will be, this will be. I I kind of have a feeling this will be one of those things that that draws looks of disdain and confusion from my podcast partner. But do you are you aware of the game Stratomatic? 
I've heard of it, but I'm not familiar with it. So Stratomatic is basically a board game, a dice rolling game. It's a managerial game. So you can you will have no trouble imagining little Mark Stein age nine, 10 and on for the rest of his life, just sitting in his room by himself on the floor playing major league baseball games, NBA games, NH recreating NHL games with player cards and dice rolling. And, and it's just managerial sports nerd her, Nirvana. Wow. Yeah. I, I'm looking up the images right now. Yes, this is, um, this is definitely even before my time, but go yeah, ahead. And, 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 and right. You're, and you're not surprised that I love this, right? I mean, this is just classic. <laughs> this is well it, in 2023, of course, it's all computerized. Now you can still play the game old school with dice and cards, but you can all, it's also computerized. So as a season preview, I reached out to my friends at Stratomatic and I said, will you guys simulate the season? Just simulate the whole season for me to let me know what happens. And crazily enough, to the absolute delight of our friend Scott Shapiro at iHeart, what happened? The Stratomatic computer Uh-oh. said that the NBA Finals would be the Boston Celtics sweeping Scott Shapiro's Minnesota Timberwolves. But now he didn't like the sweep part, but the Minnesota Timberwolves have only won two playoff series in franchise history. So a trip to the NBA finals, I think most Wolves fans would take that. And so, so if you, if you read my Stratomatic simulation season preview, then you would know that tonight was, Low key and NBA Finals preview. Celtics <laughs> at Wolves. And of course, there were oh. zero people on earth besides me and maybe Scott who looked at it that way, but still a damn good game. Ant Edwards ridiculous in overtime. And the Wolves, who awoke today on this Monday, as we record, with the number one ranked defense in the league, if you want to go real super small sample sample size theater. And now the Wolves have knocked off Boston, knocked the Celtics from the ranks of the unbeaten after doing it to Denver. What are your throw out all my all throw put aside all my uh, all my nonsense and you t- what are your early impressions of the Wolves? And I mean, this is, you know, Aunt Edwards tonight. This this is the guy I think a lot of people were waiting for after what we what we saw during the summer with Team USA. Before I address that, I'm just I don't know if you're helping Stratomatic out with with publicity or if you're hurting them by revealing who they had representing the Western Conference in the NBA finals. I I don't I don't know if if that's hurting their credibility right there. I don't know. Their their credibility is untouchable. It's it's one computer (laughs) simulation. It is the greatest American manage sports managerial sports simulation game. There is, I have literally been playing it since the seventies, man. And it's still here. So their credibility cannot be besmirched. So with that being said, the Minnesota Timberwolves, we've been looking for the last few years for them to take that next step. They got into the playoffs. Remember the, the road they, they had, um, getting through the um, excuse me, with the play-in, the play-in game, getting there, and Anthony Edwards. This is his team now. 
he kind of he kind of took over last year. This is his team, and coming off of a, you know, having a successful stint with Team USA over this past summer, you know, I, I think Anthony Edwards, not just basketball wise, like personality wise, like he's a star. He he has all the attributes needed to be a star. Do you think Cat and, and Gobert are good with it that it's his team now? Well, I don't. Does it does it matter? Stein, because it's his team. Um, I think, I think, um, look, I can't say, well, Rudy, Rudy, I don't, why would Rudy have a problem with it? You know, he, he, he got traded over there. He's not, he's not a franchise guy anymore. So Cat is probably the only one, but I don't, I don't think Cat is thinking that way because just going by interviews and again, people, Stop believing everything you hear in these interviews because they don't always say what they really want to say or how they really feel. But Cat has gone out of his way to kind of uplift Anthony Edwards and kind of he, he says things that kind of insinuate that Ant is the guy. So, you know. It, it is what it is at this point. That's why I said, like, it really doesn't matter. You know, they, they have an obligation to play to the, their fullest capabilities on both ends of the floor. And uh, the stars are going to show out regardless. And Anthony Edwards is that guy. So, you know, and they're only going to get as far as Ant because, you know, he's their playmaker. Is this real? Like, is this really is this really a, a situation where the Minnesota Timberwolves are, have really taken the next step and realistically can be there representing the Western Conference Finals? I mean, we're, we're representing the Western Conference in the finals? I don't know that yet. I don't, you know, I, I, I don't know if and I to, see And, and all joking aside, I'm not saying that either. Oh, of course you're not. No, of course you're not. No, of course you're not. But, uh, but it's just... You know, I look at that team and I'm like, hmm, size wise, they they do have. Remember, I was telling you about what it's going to take to take down the Joker if he's there and it, and if he's healthy. You know, Minnesota has the size. That's what Tim Conley over there, head of the basketball operations over there. That's what he had in, had in mind. And so Tim's been thinking that way for a few years already. So maybe the Minnesota Timberwolves can be on course. To, to get to that path. But, you know, I, I need to see a little bit more for sure. Yeah, look, I think I think what we can say about the Wolves at this early juncture, you know, when they first got Gobert, I thought that they would at least be a great regular season team because Rudy, until last season, was a walking top five defense all by himself. And the way this season has started, you know, they're on that course that should set them up to be a top five defensive team during the regular season at the very least. And then we'll have to see where they are six, seven months from now. But, you know, I know, I know they're not getting carried away either. Even before this win over Boston, I spoke recently to their coach, Chris Finch. I had him on my weekend radio show in Dallas when Minnesota was opening the season in Abu Dhabi with two exhibition games against the Mavericks. And Finch gave me some interesting stuff. I'm, I've kind of, I, I ran this quote today because I'm kind of filing it away. I think there's, I think he's onto something here. 
This is Chris Finch just looking at the West in general at what an absolutely stacked conference the West is. Here's the Chris Finch view, quote, I would point to the parity that we've seen across the league in the last five years. Five years, five different champions, Finch said. I'm not putting us right there with the title contenders right off the bat, and we're also not in the business of predicting anything, but we feel like we have the potential to be a really good team. Now, in the West, it's going to be so tough. A really good team might be, I don't know, hovering around 500 for a lot of the season if everybody's going for it and everybody is at some point going to take a piece out of everybody else. I don't think we're going to see many 60-game winners out there this year. How close can you get to 50? That's going to be like everyone's kind of standard. And he, he in that quote, hits on... One of my nerdy curiosities, I love every year to keep track of how many 50-win teams did we see? How many 60-win teams did we see? Last season in the West, there were only two 50-win teams. It was an abnormal year. It was the mildest West in the modern era. And, you know, you had Denver and you had Memphis squeaking into 50-win territory. And it's definitely something to watch this season. How many teams in the West can get into the 50s? when the conference is just so stacked. Again, Sacramento just went to Houston. Even without De'Aaron Fox, the Kings would not have would not have expected going to Houston and losing two games to the Rockets. But without De'Aaron Fox, they just did. I mean, teams like Houston, Portland has been, you know, pretty they they've 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 won a few games and I'm not sure people were expecting. Uh, San Antonio obviously has been much more dangerous with Wembenyama than anyone was, was expecting the Spurs going to Phoenix and sweeping a baseball series. Did you expect uh, Memphis to be this bad to start the season? Not this bad. Not, I, I, I thought they were going to struggle, and I knew the Steven Adams injury was, was a huge blow for them. But, I mean, man, they, they were on the verge of 0-7. They pulled that out. Very, they turned yeah. that Portland game around. Amazingly, I think the Blazers missed their last 14 shots. I mean, they were they were on the brink of 0 and 7. And yeah, in this West, you have to ask the question: how how you know, how big of a hole will they be in by the time John Morant can actually come back? This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Winning is an everyday mindset. And we're here to help I'm Craig Robinson. Join me and Coach John Calipari for Ways to Win. How do you play? How do you work when you're not at your best? Coach Cal and I will share some wisdom from our time coaching, and we'll apply that wisdom to your off-court challenges. you got to win every day. Find the Ways to Win podcast anywhere you listen. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, there are, you know, we could take this thing in so many different directions from here. There's some major injuries to talk about with the news that Robert Williams in Portland needs surgery. You know, the Blazers, there was obviously a lot of belief around the league that when the Blazers acquired him in the Dame Lillard multi-team blockbuster that the idea was that they could put the Time Lord on the trade market and move him. We'll have to see what surgery he's going to opt for and whether a return this season is possible. New Orleans has dealt with a slew of injuries already. Brandon Ingram has had to miss some time. Zion Williamson missed a game, and now comes the news that for the second time in his career, C.J. McCollum dealing with is it a partially collapsed lung? I'm not even exactly sure how to term it, except knowing that it's obviously a no joke injury. So we're obviously going to have to monitor those situations as well. But let's, I mean, we could talk about 10 different teams if we, if we really wanted to go all over the map, but let's just try to keep this somewhat streamlined. Why don't you give us an update on the Milwaukee bucks? And then I will close with, some notes about the very surprising six and one Dallas Mavericks. Well, the Bucks, they're still trying to figure it out. You know, their game, they've won with they won back to back thus far. But it hasn't been pretty. It hasn't been pretty at all. And you can still see that players are timid and they're trying to figure it out on the fly. Uh they beat they beat the Brooklyn Nets. Um it it was tough. Cam Thomas Went off for, I believe, 45 points. Uh, Mikhail Bridges had a, a great game as well. So uh, they just changed their defense up a little bit. Last couple of games where Coach Adrian Griffin let it be known that a few players went up to him before the game against the New York Knicks last Friday and told him that the, you know they want to see a change on the defensive end and primarily Brooke Lopez. They wanted him back in drop coverage. That's what they're all familiar also familiar with under um, Coach Bootenhoser, which had them among the top defensive efficiency teams in the league over the last few years. And uh, under Griffin, he had everybody being aggressive. He had everybody being up, you know, up on everything, up on pick and rolls. Just it's an ultra, ultra aggressive defense, but it leaves you exposed. It leaves it puts guys into uh in areas of where they're not that comfortable at. And you saw Brooke Lopez, I believe he had, he had a ton of blocks in that next game, you know, in the, in this first game back and drop coverage. So the Bucks are trying to get better. They're doing everything on the fly. Adrian Griffin listening to his players. So, you, you know, you could tell and see that it's a collaborative effort, but uh, still trying to figure things out. But what I can say, man, Damian Lillard, Giannis, that 
partnership, that lethal combination that we're that we thought we we're going to see probably early. We thought we were going to see early. It still hasn't came together on a consistent level. But those two are working behind the scenes, trying to get things together. I know Dame was at Giannis's house over the weekend, working out at his house. They were watching film. Those two are committed to trying to enhance each other collectively. And then in turn, that's going to enhance the team's play. So they're doing everything they can behind the scenes to try to uh, make this situation be a successful situation, but it's going to be a work in progress. You can see it. You can even see it in their wins. They're not winning uh, of the magnitude of, of like the Celtics have started off winning. So um, it's going to take time, but nobody in that organization from players to coaches, nobody's worried, but yeah, it's, it's, it's going to take some time. I think that's what's ramped up the pressure. It's because Boston has looked so good out of the gate. Chris Middleton still playing you know, tonight he played 21 minutes in a narrow win over Brooklyn. So he's still not close to playing, you know, the kind of, you know, not close to taking on the kind of minute load you would expect. And I mean, it's been amazing. You know, I, I didn't think they would struggle this badly on defense, but to this point, I mean, the loss, you know, figuring out how to replace or, you know, replicate what Drew Holiday gave them defensively to, to come anywhere close to that has been a major struggle. And the reason I didn't expect it to be this bad, even this early, is because, you know, Giannis and Brooke Lopez are such, they're so accomplished as individual defenders in their own right. But obviously they're backline defenders and not playing on the perimeter like Drew Holiday is. So, it's early and no one has patience. And uh, I guess where I live is one of the few teams that that can be pleased with where it is right now because uh, a six and one start for the Dallas Mavericks. I mean, you know, you've heard me talk about it that they went on basically the longest trip in preseason history. And when they came back from that trip, both Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving came home with injuries. They were feeling tired before they even got started, but I have to say they have regrouped from that amazingly well, maybe as a reward for how grueling and long the preseason trip was. They've been presented with a favorable early schedule, but that doesn't guarantee that you take advantage. The Mavericks have taken advantage. The first three games of the season, Luka Doncic was playing otherworldly basketball uh, but since then, the last two, you know, Kyrie Irving had to miss a couple games, but he has come back from a left foot issue. Kyrie Irving with double digit assists the last two games. He and Luka Doncic have functioned in crunch time better, far better than at any point compared to how they looked last season after the midseason trade. But beyond the two stars in Dallas, beyond taking advantage of a mostly favorable schedule. I mean, Grant Williams has been huge as a new Maverick. I mean, just making three after three after three, as well as anchoring the defense, Tim Hardaway Jr., who it's no secret. He's been available in trades for months. Tim Hardaway Jr. himself said when the season started, he wasn't sure that he was still going to be in Dallas. He has been fantastic off the bench and Derek Lively, the second 
the Mavericks had high hopes when they drafted him, but they're getting more from him as a 19-year-old center than they ever expected. The Mavericks were not sure that their 19-year-old rookie like Victor Wembanyama in San Antonio, they were not sure that Lively was ready to deliver from the jump like he has. And even though Lively started the whole preseason, Jason Kidd didn't start him opening night in San Antonio against Wembanyama. He was trying to ease the pressure on Lively. And by halftime of game one, Lively showed the Mavericks, no, I'm ready for this. And he has been outstanding and six and one for Dallas. And you know what? Nobody can talk tonight about easy schedules because they went into Orlando third game in four night in four nights, second night of a back to back. And they were down double digits for the second night in a row. And, came back and won against a frisky Orlando team that was off to a good start. So um, Mavericks, the Dallas Mavericks at six and one for sure. One of the surprises of the season. And now Dallas comes home. They've got Toronto coming in Wednesday. Really, I'm really eager to see the new look Raptors with Scotty Barnes as their clear cut focal point. And like I said, Friday night, I got the Clippers in here. So going to be a busy, busy week in Dallas. How how was Jason Kidd? Jason Kidd is, I mean, he was ill for the game in Denver, the only game they lost. So Jason Kidd is six and zero. Oh. He's 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 riding high, even though, of course, the way NBA bookkeeping is done, the loss goes on his record. But um, yeah, I I even with you know, even if you look at it and want to sit here and say it was a favorable schedule, I don't think anybody had Dallas starting six. And no, one, not so. at all. All right. I think we covered quite a bit of ground. I think we hit on, man, we hit on a lot of teams tonight and we really haven't even talked about how you somehow convinced the NBA to put the 2025 all-star game on your coast, San Francisco, 2025, an easy drive for you. After yes. this, after this February in Indianapolis. Well, listen, we we've All Star Weekend has suffered long enough. We've suffered long enough. This <laughs> this cold winter All Star tour that the NBA chose to put every put everybody through and was forced us to endure Chicago cold winter, Cleveland cold winter, Salt Lake was okay. Still cold, still not the best. You know, New York and Toronto was in there. Oh, Toronto, Toronto oh. was the Toronto. Yeah, those actually, but you're right. Those both New York was, I remember the winds were just gusting something crazy. Don't remember what year it was, 2015 maybe? Yeah, about 15. But, yeah. Uh, Toronto, Toronto was the coldest all-star game I've ever been to, but I love Toronto so much that I didn't care. I didn't care how cold uh, it was. I had... Yeah. I had a blast at that yeah. All-Star Week. I didn't go outside not one time in Toronto. It was that cold. No, it was. Me, me Mark Spears, after the after the, the games and the events, we would just hang out in the hotel lobby, like 20 of us. That's what we did each and every night and just ate and talked. That was it. No, Toronto does not. Sorry, I'm sorry, Toronto. <laughs> I love that All Star <laughs> game. Sorry, Don't listen Toronto. to him, Toronto. <laughs> and I hope they, it. And I hope it's snowing. I hope it is snowy and cold <laughs> in Indianapolis in February. Too. Oh, we we got to do better. But yes, thankfully, that's coming back to a warm weather city, San Francisco. Now, hopefully, San Francisco can clean up its act before 
next year's All-Star game because San Francisco is not the San Francisco that you grow up visiting. It is not. A lot has changed. And I don't, I don't have to get into, it, get into it all. Those who have been there recently understand what I'm saying. But they have a lot of cleaning up to do. And I'm talking about literally, figuratively, cleaning up that city. So says Chris Haynes. I haven't been there in ages. I'll take your word for it. I think that is going to do it for this edition of This League Uncut. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the pod if you haven't already. Chris and I will be back at week's end, most likely going to record, I would imagine, Thursday night before Friday, so probably before I get a chance to see the L.A. Clippers with my own eyes. But we'll figure out the exact schedule for the second pod as the week unfolds. Everyone, thanks for listening. We'll be back with you very soon. And that'll do it for us. See you next time. This League Uncut is an iHeartRadio production. Boom shakalaka! Chris Haynes and Mark Stein! Winning is an everyday mindset, and we're here to help. I'm Craig Robinson. Join me and Coach John Calipari for Ways to Win. How do you play? How do you work when you're not at your best? Coach Cal and I will share some wisdom from our time coaching, and we'll apply that wisdom to your off-court challenges. you got to win every day. Find the Ways to Win podcast anywhere you listen. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.